Welcome back to the Therapy for Real Life podcast. This is not therapy. This is real life. I'm your host, Anna Lindbergh-Cedar, burnout prevention psychotherapist and workplace wellness consultant. So today is a really fun episode because we are going to talk about how to identify your core needs and what to do about it. So I'm going to give you an overview of some of the skills that I will typically give the couples or partners that I'm working with. And we're going to draw from actually combining research from the Gottmans. The Gottmans are the power couple of couples counseling. They are two psychologists who've been married forever and have researched couples who've been married not only forever, but who have who say they've been married happily so. So we'll look at research drawn from the Gottmans. And I like to combine, when I'm talking about relationship skills, I like to combine what we know from the Gottmans with dialectical behavior therapy because I think they complement each other really well. And what they have in common is they both offer a set of practical tools to help you decide and clarify, you know, what are my core needs? What do I need in this situation? So if you're curious to learn more about other relationship skills and want to look at therapy resources, um, in addition to the self-care skills that we'll talk about on the podcast, feel free to check out therapyforreallife.com. So let's dig in and look at what the research teaches us about how to identify your core needs. So what's really cool about the Gottmans, as we mentioned, they are a research-backed, they developed their own research-backed counseling style called the Gottman Method. And what is really cool about how they work is they started by interviewing experts in the field and what who they're talking about when they say experts in the field are these folks who've been married forever and say that they've been happily married so they started by asking those folks and saying okay how did that happen what works you know work what worked for you and so they took those folks best advice and they researched it backwards and found that there were you know, as John Gottman wrote in some Seven Principles of a Highly Effective Marriage, there are seven key ingredients in, in developing a healthy relationship with someone that's going to last for a long time. And what I find really impressive and interesting about the Gottman research is that it maps perfectly onto the workplace. You can use the same thoughtfulness and practical skills when you look at how to be effective in managing your workplace relationships or your friendships or any relationships really because when we look at core needs these are needs that go with you wherever you are so it does take a certain kind of mindfulness and thoughtfulness to think about what are your core needs And what the Gottmans help us understand is there is a difference between finding out what your core needs are versus areas of flexibility. 
So that's the first thing we want to look at. The Gottmans help us understand that by drawing two circles. You know, if you were going to a Gottman therapist, you might look at a diagram that looks kind of like a donut with one big outer circle. And that outer circle, these are your areas of flexibility. So maybe you don't mind living um, in the city or um, in a suburb, but you definitely don't want to live in the country, right? You might have a core need about um, how flexible you're going to get. But um, so that middle circle, these are your core needs. The Gottmans call these your non-negotiables. And in a long-lasting, healthy relationship, to increase the odds of sustainability, those needs, those core needs are going to be very intentional. They're going to be very specific. They're going to be very clear. They're going to be selective. And you're going to increase the odds of sustainability if that circle is, is pretty small, right? Because it's a need. It's non-negotiable. And then you increase the odds of success if that wider circle areas of flexibility is really wide and then as a partnership you do need to look at okay let's hope there is a lot of overlap between the two right let's hope that your core needs overlap with mine let's be clear about what those core needs are so that we can ask for them and negotiate those that's really the first step. So the reason I like to combine Gottman relationship skills with dialectical behavior therapy skills is the fact that you really have to get centered um, in mindfulness and DBT. And one of the skills that DBT teaches you is what they call the wise mind skill. Marsha Linehan calls it wise mind. And what she's referring to is this age-old mindfulness concept of knowing this kind of inner wisdom, or my um, Buddhism would call it that inner Buddha, um, that inner knowing, and, and often experienced as a sensation, that feeling of truth. Uh, Julie Gottman, in one of her trainings, does this lovely exercise of inviting people to meditate on for a moment something that feels absolutely true to you. It could be, I love dogs, or I hate going to the beach because I don't like sand in my toes. Whatever feels absolutely true to you, she has you test this out and pay attention. What does it feel like when you say, she gives the example of, I love dogs, I love dogs, I love dogs versus saying something that feels completely untrue, right? Like, I would vote for my least favorite politician. Ooh, right? And the sensation. So if that's something that's, that is, you know, that you're thinking about, how do I clarify that? How do I clarify my core needs? You might want to listen to the episode on what is wise mind, and think about times in your life when you've had that clarity of mind to know, you know what, this is a core need. And it's a little bit like that sensation, that feeling that you might have 
coming out of the closet, right? That's one cultural reference of saying it. And what we're talking about when we when people say coming out of the closet, they're talking about an inner knowing of who they already are, right? Whether society makes it easy for you to be that way or not, right? Whether the uh, plain seats are built to fit your body size or not, whether you have access to the proper medical care that you need or not. Those are uh, frustrations that we encounter. So mindfulness and having some kind of individual practice of knowing what your core needs are. A lot of people come to therapy to do that. Um, You know, this podcast is not a replacement for therapy. We're thinking about how to use this in a self-care way. Um, And yet a lot of folks find that 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 consultation can be really helpful to reflect back what their inner needs are. So that's the first step when you think about identifying your core needs and then what to do about it, you really have to think about what is a need. So what are examples of core needs to be really specific? Someone might have a core need, you know, I need to be in a relationship with someone who loves me for my, you know, insert favorite characteristic, my sense of humor, my intelligence, my love of my career, whatever it is, they have to accept that part of me. They have to not kind of in spite of that, will sure that'll work. No, they have to really love that part of me, right? Whether it's your body or your personality or your way of being or a, a condition, you know, predisposition towards whatever, that's that in sickness and in health acceptance, right? So, um, you know, needs. I need to, I need to try to have kids or I need to travel the world or I, you know, don't know what career I'm going to have, but I need to try. So getting as specific as you can about what those needs are, even when you feel that sensation of disappointment of not even knowing what the need is, but you can tell that something is not getting met, that's a real opportunity for you to to identify that and share that with someone. So what do you do about it? I love the Gottman skills because they're very practical and they help you visualize and break things down with your partner or your colleague or whoever you're trying to communicate with. And the Gottmans have this skill called sharing your internal world. And I I love the way that Julie Gottman explains it. She says that a healthy relationship is kind of like the teeniest neighborhood in the world. And, um, you know, most couples have two people in that relationship consensually, right? And Um, She says you might have boundaries around that relationship like a fence or rituals like family dinner and ways to keep you in the same space and um, have access to each other. But at the end of the day, you, you both have your own space, your own world, your own home. You might even, if you're lucky, have a room of your own, whether that's your workspace or physical space or a mental space or a hobby or a yoga practice. And, you know, in the, 
extending the metaphor in this home, you might have baggage and you might have closets and you might have things that you keep to yourself. And the Gottmans explain what they've learned from these healthy relationships, that a real skill is being able to share your internal world. This is emotional labor 101. Not everybody knows how to do it. And not everyone was taught that it's useful because, you know, cross-culturally, we tend to discount emotions, think they're a waste of time. There's kind of a machoism oftentimes about not talking about them. And what the Gottmans found is that people tend to feel bonded when they know a little bit more about someone's internal process. So in that neighborhood example, I like to imagine there's a little tin can telephone between the two houses and one partner says to the other, oh, hey, honey, guess what? Look what's going on over here. It's kind of like this and I feel this way about it. And the person at the other end of the tin can says, oh, wow, that's tell me more. Oh my gosh. And then they say, oh, over here, it's a little more like this. And that's funny because I I was meaning to tell you about that, right? So in good communication, there's that education that goes on between the two of you. This is where you have that opportunity to share um, what is that wise mind sense of knowing when you think about internal, um, kind of knowing about what those core needs are. Eventually, you're going to get to the point of being able to share your internal world without an agenda. You're not persuading the other person at this point. You're simply sharing, you know, almost like a status update. Hey, here's what's going on. And it's a real skill to be able to do that with someone else, right? And you might want to listen to the validation episode under the the relationship superpowers as part of DBT because we talk all about that uh, we call it kind of a verbal back massage of showing the person that you're listening to that you're seeing them for who they are and what they're saying and what they're doing. So you can always come back to that validation principle. So what the Gottmans help us understand when you're sharing that internal world, what you're really sharing, you're sharing your dreams, your hopes, your beliefs, your fears, your ideas. And if you were doing Gottman couples therapy, there's a whole longer protocol around this and when's a good time to start couple therapy and when is not and all of that. But if you're in that process, there's this step called uh, dreams within conflict. And the Gottmans explain that, you know, couples face actually most of the problems that they face around 69, 70% are what they call perpetual problems. They're not going away. One of you might be a morning person. One of you might be a night person. You have the in-laws you have. You, you know, both have the likes and dislikes you have. And the goal is how to manage them. So one of you might have a tendency to leave the cabinet doors open, something like that. It could be anything what level of cleanliness you like, all of that. So 70% are perpetual, 30% are potentially solvable. Those are your, you know, maybe you hire a cleaning lady if you're lucky and can afford that and can agree on that or, um, you know, solvable, you might negotiate where you spend your vacations. The Gottmans explain that there's a 
third bucket of problems. So these problems are, are called gridlocked problems, and we don't even know if they fall into that perpetual bucket or solvable because the feelings around those issues are so hot, so intense. Gottman's call this negative sentiment override. That's a clinical way of saying walking on eggshells because people don't even know how to talk about these things. And this is where it could be helpful to have a coach or a facilitator. And your goal is to learn. Um, the Gottmans have great self-help books as well. Um, they teach you how to talk about problems. And one of those strategies that they teach you is how to talk about what are the dreams within this conflict. So we've had that conversation over and over and over again, but they invite you to ask questions like, what's the, hmm, can you tell me, what's the underlying dream behind this? Can you tell me where your passion comes from? Is there a goal that feels unfulfilled here? Is there something that I just haven't understood yet? Is there something that, um, is there an underlying meaning that I haven't heard yet? So that's how the Gottmans guide you with that, which is great. And that fits along well with the DBT skill that um, has come up before. I like to use with couples. I like to use with, you know, when I do couples therapy for co-founders, uh, this is a skill we use. We talk about the middle path. And you'll notice with a lot of the dialectical behavior therapy skills, because they come from mindfulness, you notice a lot of dialectics. And a dialectic is basically two seemingly opposite truths can exist at the very same time, right? So this is the, is it a blue dress? Is it a white dress? That meme, oh, it turns out it was both. Was it Laurel? Was it Yanni? It was both. This is the dual reality. And this is the fact that you both have your own wise mind, that inner sense of knowing that we talked about before. And if you, two of you or more of your collective of folks, whoever you're working with, if you decide to be on the middle of the same path, because you always have the option to diverge and go on different paths, if you decide to stay on the same path, you're going to look for the middle path. So here's that dialectic again. This is a shade of gray. This is a good enough. This is a making the process the outcome. Because sometimes the middle path goes this way. Sometimes the middle path goes that way. And if you're having good process, that middle path is in alignment, in attunement with that conversation that you're having as you talk about those dreams, as you share your internal world, because you've had reflection on what your core needs are, and you felt the trust to share that with another person, right? Um, so those are the skills that the Gottmans found and that DBT recommends for um, relationship skills that are signs of a healthy relationship. And if you have concerns about um, not having those key ingredients, definitely look for resources to support yourself, whether those are therapy or um, crisis resources. If you're in a, um, any kind of danger, feel free to access those, including 911. There are self-help books, including the Gottmans, Seven Principles of a Highly Effective Marriage, and Julie Gottman's more recent 
um, eight, I think it's called eight dates or eight conversations. And those are conversations that have been shown to help couples clarify some of these core needs. So I would love to hear your reactions to these relationship skills. I'd love to hear if these are skills that you're already using or think about or already have different terms for. And um, if you have questions about relationship skills or have ideas for the podcast, please reach out to me at therapyforreallife.com. And I look forward to our next conversation. Have a great day.